Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Episode 401, After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. We got Thomas right off the right off the bat here. Morning, What's up, boys. Thomas? What's happening? Good morning. You guys ever roll down the 401 in Canada, Riff? 401's your highway, isn't it? 401. Oh, yeah, you're 400 north. I'm okay. 400 north, baby. Uh, you're not... up to the 11. Yeah, okay. Then you're so going you're to God's 401. country. 401's a highway in Ontario, uh, Vanner. And, uh, I remember going up there. I mean, I don't know all the details of where they lead to, but sounds familiar. They all lead to hell, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll lead to Canada. Canada is hell right now. Rivs has the show today. Rivs is taking the lead. Excellent. I'm not overly prepared today like I am most days. No, yeah, most I'm not days prepared have, at all either. I actually just days. woke up like 10 minutes ago. Hey, Vanner. Yeah. How many All-Star games did you play in? Just one. I wanted to go to one, made it, and after that, I was like, I'll never want to go again. Why is that? Because you want to take advantage of the break. You need a break at this time of year, right? Mentally, physically. Yeah, the days off are definitely more enjoyable than being there for four days. And, And with that said, I think... The All-Star game was great. It, it was fun to meet other guys and experience what it's all about and this. But to me, my personality, I, I didn't like that spotlight to begin with. So the days off were um, you mean, an you easy mean, choice. You mean lack thereof? Hmm? Lack thereof, personality. Mine? Yeah. Probably, yeah. 
I, I should come on, Petey. Come on. More. You're sitting there ripping on me for 20 minutes as no, I'm no, no. trying to tell a story because I'm in pain. I throw yeah. one little jab that you can hopefully jump on, and you're just sitting there. Well, but the problem is it's it's all like in comedy, Craig, it's all about the delivery. Okay. So I, thought, you say, I thought that delivery was great. Well, okay. which you said lack thereof. I mean, it was lack thereof, lack thereof personality. Yeah, but he said days off, and then he said personality, and I thought you were talking no, about he lack said thereof that, of days off. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought. Shitty terrible, joke. Terrible joke. Why don't you take your fucking tennis elbow and just hit mute for a minute, okay? Let let the <laughs> <laughs> How do the players feel about the All-Star game, Thomas? Like without naming names, were players like were guys into it? Did guys try? Oh, nobody. The only guy who tried was probably uh Chara. But I think the only thing he tried for was the hardest shot, right? Because he wanted to break it. So everyone's kind of just sitting around waiting. I mean, that's all it is. All Star, the All Star weekend, all you do is wait. You just sit around and wait for this. Then you sit on the bench and wait for your whatever you're doing. But um, Chara was in the in the weight room pumping iron. No, he wasn't. Dumbbells. Oh yeah, he was getting ready for the the hardest shot. I mean, oh, he's my God. so it was funny. Who is who is the guy that you were most impressed with? Who are like you're all all stars? Every single one of you guys that that are chosen to go to an all star game are special, elite, dynamic, fun to watch players. Okay, was there a person? And I'm not even talking about on the ice, Vanner. I'm talking about just certain like a personality that was infectious that you were just like, holy shit, what an unbelievable guy. Yeah, and you, you played with him, so uh, it's the first time I've met uh, Jumbo. And, uh, <laughs> Jumbo. Man, it was awesome. I mean, you know, I mean, I haven't been in the league for too long, but you hear, obviously, everyone knew, you know, Jumbo at the time. And um, just seeing, you know, and, and hearing the stories and then seeing it and, and live, how he acts, how he interacts, it was, I could see why the stories are out there. And even now, you know, 15 years later or almost 20 years later he's retired and you hear all the stories all over the place that you know greatest teammate ever and you could feel it within minutes with him in the locker room so yeah. is it i'm just curious is it chaos i mean the organization is there someone there telling guys where to go where to be all the time i mean you're getting transported around for interviews and different things. I mean, like what take us behind the scenes, forget about the, on the ice. There are a lot of people that, that don't ever hear about what goes on at all-star festivities. I mean, are you doing appearances? You signing autographs? You going, yeah, out I mean, I, I guess, like, like I said, it, it was, I don't know how it is now. And I assume it's still similar, but when I went, it was pretty much every minute was planned, you know, from, the minute you arrive, there are shuttles to the hotel. I mean, the itinerary just goes on and on and on. But again, you're around hockey people, and and it, it was like I said, it was fun. I enjoyed every minute. I would have went to more, but I decided to have um, kids at a young age with with my wife. So uh, that's the main reason I didn't go because they were small enough where the All Star game would have been more of a headache to bring them. But that's what I mean. You played in an all-star game, but you were you were named to more than one. I think I could have went to about five more, but always, you know, how they every team has to send one. And, you know, it's it's literally I, I didn't figure this out till later on because there's a couple times I thought, 
not sounding cocky, I'm like, oh, I should have been named, you know, as far as statistic. But somebody else on the team gets named because it's the GM that kind of, the GMs of the teams, I think, nominate who goes. So obviously they make themselves look good, right? If there's a big signing they signed, well, that's the guy who sent to the All-Stars, so it looks like a good signing. But then there's always, you know, somebody gets hurt or canceled, and then there's reserve, and that's when the NHL steps in and contacts the team, be like, hey, he's having a good season, you know, he we, we want him to come. But I think who should have gone? Who should have gone from the Sabres, Petey? Rasmus Dahlin got chosen, but do you feel that he was um, the right choice? This year? Yeah. Well, yeah, who else is going to get selected? You can't send Tage because he had a great year last year and the year before. That's it's right. All -star. That's right. It's all-star this year. Darlene is is an all-star, even if he's not putting up points, in my opinion. And he is putting up points. That's, and that's, that's thing, exactly, right? that's kind of why. Uh, my it. my only thing was, like, do you, like is, was Casey Middlestat um, deserving of, of going? And the answer is probably no, even though he has, what, 42 points and Darlene. I, I, think you, I think you have definitely an argument. I think it's, if you... It should just count to this season and not a player you signed, right? A player, what, like Petey said, what Tage did last year. It should be on the, the segment from the start of the season to when it's voted. And I think Casey has been an all-star or whatever, but he has been a very consistent, if not the most consistent player for the Buffalo Sabres. So if he would have went, I don't think yeah, anyone would have had you know a problem with it. You know the GM's not sending him, though? Because he's got to sign a fucking contract. Because his value would go up. And now you send a guy who you just extended for eight years, and it looks like, and I'm not saying that Darlene isn't deserving of going. Don't no, get but me I mean, wrong. If, if, even but if, the even optics if Darlene's are, having a mediocre year and Casey's having a lights-out year, and I mean lights-out, let's just give him 10 more points than what he has now. That's lights-out for me, okay? So if he's doing that and you have Darlene who may have like, you know, 15 less points than he has right now, I'm still sending Darlene. Yeah, I just I think the whole is that, process is needs that to change. Fair, I though? think if if if, if the All Star, we need to stop. And I've said this even back not then to because it's not fair. But we have, I mean, early on with Buffalo, we had some great teams. We should have sent four or five guys, right? Yeah. Well, we did that one year in 06, 07. We had four starters, and Lindy was the coach. We had Drew, Miller, Campbell, and Briere, all starters in the All Star game. Yeah, that, and I went then, to Dallas as well, changed. actually, because there was the rookie All Star thing, you know, and. But again, not 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 trying to be cocky or anything. But that year, I had a good year too, and I'm like, I should be in the big game. I had more goals than I don't know, more than half the guys at the All Star game. So I, I've always thought All Star weekend, there should be an independent panel that picks the best players, and it should be East against West, not this four teams and this and this East against West. Have former players be on a panel who watch the game, who are in the game. And they should pick the best 20 skaters. So what are they doing for the all-star game? Like what are what is the what is the setup this year that is going to be special, different, um, that's gonna bring the excitement? Like I've always uh when was the last time the all-star game was actually exciting? It was I'm not joking. The, it was literally back when JR was cranking guys in the all-star game. It's back when Olin Nolan 
is uh you know shooting missiles and pointing at Dominic Hasek like this is I've got you. You know, it's Al McGinnis Ray, Ray Bork scoring with like 20 seconds left that year to to win it in Boston. Do you remember that? And I think it was yeah. 96 or something. He scored yeah. the he scored the winner it was like a 6-6 game and he scored the winner 7-6 or 6-5 like yeah. the games used to be really exciting. Now they're just Three on three is such. Well, I, I remember shit. even when I went, it was east against west, and I'm not saying that obviously the pace was a lot slower and something, but you could tell by the end of the game, you guys, you don't want to get scored on. But five <laughs> on five is so different than three on three. Is just, I mean, it's a complete shit. I mean, they might as well take the blue lines out and let them do whatever. But I think to get some type of competitiveness in, like I said, I think an independent panel would be great. And going back to East and West and not having uh, Disney jerseys would probably help as well. I'm just, the jersey the jersey situation is terrible every single <laughs> year. Just, every single year they just keep messing this up. Well, but, but I think, think this year the format, right? There's something where isn't there like twelve guys who are selected who are doing all these skills, and the winner gets a million bucks or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, the only way to incentivize the players to actually work harder is to offer them money. That's the only way. I'm sorry, but it's true. But how? Like, does that we, even the, make sense? Yeah, the all star one of these guys it, is um, making millions of dollars. Like, yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm with you. I don't think it does it, much like, of anything. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard to incentivize uh, these players with money. When they're making well, ungodly amounts throughout the season and in, in long-term contracts, you think you know Quinn Hughes, Jake Hughes, McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, McKinnon, McCarr, Matthews. Like, I mean, every single one of the guys that are there are going to be making an insane amount of money to 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 earn a million dollars and split it up between how many guys are on the team is just like, I mean, I don't know. The other thing too, Van, is uh, doesn't baseball do something where the winning team? Of I was the just gonna say that where the winner in baseball, the All Star winner gets home field advantage in the World Series. That's massive. That would be interesting, right? I mean, if you go East against West and the winner that's, of the All Star game, you have an LA team wow, playing a, wow. playing like Boston or something. That's a three hour time difference. That's that's <laughs> adjustment. That's Holy massive. Jumping is that and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But the only difference in baseball is they're not going to go out and physically fucking kill each other. It's just basically you're going to bring your heaters. You're going to try to swing for the fences. You're going to run down loose balls like that shit, right? Like hockey, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to start having stars running stars for home ice advantage. Well, I mean, but, but Petey, I, I, but I, I know I've, I've had this conversation before with somebody and they, they made the same argument. Right. But I said, well, I've played in the Olympics. That was during the season and guys were, playing hard and we could have got hurt over there and they even at the olympics you have seven games right i mean a sydney crosby and and this like there's a chance or mcdavid he's gonna go in february and play in the olympics he can get hurt in the olympics and be out for a long time or not be in a playoff run and there's what six seven games in the olympics why the game is one game let me ask you this why do you think the nfl doesn't do an all-star game or a pro bowl midway through the year like hockey's not like basketball or baseball where you can go out and kind of like be a perimeter. Like if you're actually going to compete in one of these games, you have to make physical contact, right? That's the only difference. So 
in my opinion, I think the All-Star game in general is a complete waste of time. And I bet if you were to ask the players that are eligible to go, what do you think the vote would be, Van? Because you're the only one on this panel that could go. If you had to poll, say, of 100 players in the league that are candidates for the All-Star game, not including rookies that are coming into the league that might get get a honorable mention, mm-hmm. of the 100 players, how many players would say get rid of the All-Star game? Can I take a guess before you come up with your number? Yeah. I'm going to say 87%. Yeah, I, I would say yeah, it's probably even higher say, than that. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would I was going to go with 95% of those 100 players. There's going to be five guys that are going to say, "Oh yeah, I think we should do it for the fans for the and families think, and let's yeah. bring the kids and yeah, let's bring our kids this, I want to no. go in the dunk tank. I want to go in the dunk tank." Yeah, no. I, I the only I difference think... is now, which which does make it better for the players that are going, is because they don't they have the break either before or after, so they they actually do get a break. I remember, you know, the the one in Dallas for the rookie camp. I mean, we met the team right after in Columbus. Like we we had no days off. I think the one in Montreal. I don't know where we were. I think we were in Edmonton. So I stayed. Yes. I think I took the red eye to Edmonton or something like. I don't even know what it was. Yeah, like you had I, zero days off. At yeah, least now I, these guys get a little bit of time off. I remember, just like you were saying, Vanner, uh, back back in the day, the All Star break consisted of like almost like two and a half days type of thing because right. you know. You know, you would play on a Thursday night. You would fly home from your destination of where you played. You get home late that night. You'd have to wake up in the morning, fly out to your destination of of choice of where you wanted to spend your your vacation type thing, short vacation. You'd fly out on a Friday after or a Friday morning. You'd get to your destination one o'clock. So half the day is done. And then you've got to fly home on Sunday afternoon to be home that night to make sure you're home. Right. So you, you ultimately had two days. You like literally got there um, as white as a ghost. Didn't put any sunscreen on for two days, came back. You look like a lobster. That was, <laughs> that was basically the trip. It was like, right. And now remember we were talking about this with the Sabres Petey. The Sabres have five days before the all-star break starts. Then they have those, what, three or four days of the all-star break. Mm-hmm. And then they have, I think, one one practice before they play the next night. So they have a good, remember we looked at that? Yeah, like I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's, off. it's like eight days. It's almost yeah, it's, feels it like an days. Olympic break. And some yeah. teams get it the 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 week before, and then some teams get it the week after. Correct. Yeah. So How many like teams there. gave their teams a workout uh, itinerary? I, they can give it, but the players aren't mandated to do it. That is a mandated time off. Understood. But if you're the Edmonton Oilers and you're on a 16 game heater. And you want to break the longest streak in NHL history of 17 games in your first game back after the All-Star break. After your break, you play the Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. Do you just want to say to your guys, listen, man, I get it. 
go have fun, go do what you have to do, but please throw some bike rides in. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. I just want you moving, getting the blood flow and, uh, you know, go and have some fun, but ride the bike, ride the bike, just get in there. I think, I think every, every coach is saying that. I mean, they, but again, you know, this revs, you're coaching. I think this generation is a lot different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In what way they so, will ride the bike or they won't ride the bike. No, oh, I think will. I swear to God, I think they're bringing their their skipping ropes. <laughs> like they're they're going to go and do a workout. These guys are machines, man. They've been programmed since they were very very young kids. Like training at at 10 years old. And now all of a sudden some of these guys are 22, 23 years old. You they, know what though what too? Know. I'll I'll say this though. I can't speak for the whole league, but I can speak for or you know just kind of like a trend that I've heard from different teams around the league from guys that that work around the league and that is these players these days don't drink as much. <laughs> they smoke a lot of weed, uh but they don't drink as much alcohol, I think, which which I think is probably one of the is the worst thing you could do for your body when you're a pro athlete. So, these guys are smoking weed and they're waking up the next day feeling great. Right. I mean, I, mean, I mean, I've heard the same I, I've, thing. I've mentioned this before, right? Even, even Eating my edibles, last... whatever they're doing, but it's not. Yeah, but even, even my last four or five years when I played, you could see the difference from my early years to where it is now. I mean, after the game, what's the first thing we did? Go to the back of the bus and grab a beer, right? I yep. mean, there was, I mean, from after the game, get on the bus, the, 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 Right to the airport was 20 minutes, and there was two the old, cases, and they were gone. The old... Like, I remember sitting on the, the old, back hey, of the bus, coffee, and I, I'd have a guy behind me. Your coffee and while I, you snap the bottle open? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, only on losses. After wins, it was just, you can just hear... Yeah, yeah, right. All over. But, I mean, in Buffalo, we had RJ, so he did most of those. Oh, fuck. You had RJ and Jimmy Lawrence. I mean, they were, they were basically <laughs> like a, a musical duo of opening beer cans up front. <laughs> but anyways, towards my end of the career, like I said, my last four or five years, there was like four of us in the back, and I'm like, geez, look how much beer there's left over. <laughs> I mean, early on, you couldn't even, I mean, half the time, 10 minutes into the bus ride, and the case was gone. Well, here's the so, thing. At, in Buffalo, we had one case of beer. When I played in Montreal, there were two cases of beer because the guys that were drinking were crushing those beers at the back of the bus. Like I had guys, and this is not, it, it's, it's so ridiculous. It really is ridiculous when you actually look at it and think about it. But there, there were guys that were drinking anywhere from six to 10 beers on an hour bus ride to the airport to get on oh. the plane. Then when he was on the plane, he would drink another <laughs> six or seven minimum. I'm not joking, but he was nutting these, these beers. And it was, it, this was just normal six beers minimum at the back of the bus. Then you get onto the plane. He's drinking six, eight beers, flying home he lands my my wife and all the girls in buff in in montreal at the time were going out together and um so all the wives were together and i remember my wife telling me the next day when we got home 
that all the girls jumped in the back of the truck of this guy's wife. And Krista, my wife, jumped in the front seat with another girl. And in the front seat was a was a small pack of beer, a six pack on ice. And Krista looks at the at the at the wife of this guy and says, Who's this for? Oh, I've got to go pick up so and so at the airport tonight. These are the beers that he 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 drinks coming home from the airport. Well, this is on a regular basis. So how many beers do you think that was? He's got to be he's got to be easily into 20. That's I mean, nothing. That's all Wade school. Boggs, you ever hear the Wade Boggs urban legend? You guys ever heard this one? Wade Boggs finished a game at Fenway and then they had to fly cross country and during the from the time he got in the locker room after the game, he cracked a beer to the time he landed. Okay, now granted they had a layover, okay? 107 beers. Now the the, the <laughs> he, no, <laughs> this, I'm not kidding you. Wade Boggs, which Boggs confirmed someone said it had to have been between 50 and 72 beers. And someone said they asked Wade Boggs and he goes, It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I had 107 beers. <laughs> he confirmed uh, he had 107 beers. Okay. How about that one? And he played the next day, I think, against the Seattle Mariners. Uh, I drank 50 beers, cross country five. Absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day. How about that uh, one? We got some good topics today. Oh, that's good. That is elbows. Still killing me. So here's here's a hockey topic for today. So, Van, look at this. Look at the um, standings just in the East and the West. Mm-hmm. In the East and the West, and give me two teams that you think are absolutely in a spot, whether it's high or low, that you didn't think they would be in. Like, is there a team in the East right now that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they're in that position? Or is it the, whether it's either high up in the standings or low? And then same with the West. In the East, the Florida Panthers, I thought they're going to be just like last year fighting tooth and nails till the end, especially with their injuries, you know, for that wild card. And they just have been, they've been great. I mean, one of the better teams really. And, um, you know, and then really Buffalo and Ottawa, I thought would be those, the two teams that made a good step with Detroit and Detroit seems the only one out of that pack. That's kind of still fighting at that, that wild card. So, those are that's the east for me. Can I throw Philly in there in the east as well? Yeah, you're right. Sorry, completely. No, I, I, just, yeah, no, I, no. I hate the stupid app here because I'm looking at, you know, looking at the Atlantic. Then you got wild card. <laughs> then you got a bunch of other teams, and then at the bottom is the Metropolitan. It's like, oh I yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. It, it is right. weird. But so, so I was scrolling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is probably the biggest surprise, even more so than Florida or any by far. The, the Philadelphia Flyers are just absolutely crazy what they're doing. I thought they were going to be where Columbus and Ottawa were. I thought they were going to be at the bottom for yeah. sure. You know? Right. No, it's, it's, and then as the far West? as, I mean, people are going to say Vancouver, but me and you, PD, we were both on Vancouver from, from the get go. I, I like I, that team. Not like this though. 
I, I, I listen. I'll, I'll roll. I'll, I'll, I'll say that I'm not surprised that Vancouver's having a good year, but I did not see them being the best team in the league right now. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I, I could see it, but I, I thought they could be exactly where they are because of Demko. I played with him my my short stint there, and that kid is a legit number one. I mean, he's he's going to be if there is you know a World Cup or whatever. He's going to be the starter for the U.S. Wait, do you really do you really need a starter to be in first place in the NHL? Why can't you I mean, just have a two two tiered goaltending system? You being have sarcastic. Them kind of like, Are you, you fucking know, being sarcastic in a serious tone here? I was just asking you a question. Well, I mean, do you yeah. really need to have a starting goaltender. Like you a don't number one. Boston Why Bruins, do I feel like the there's Boston a right hook coming to the Sabers on this one? Well, the Boston Bruins have two number ones, two exactly. elite number ones, right? One guy who won the Vesna last year. Yep. So, yeah. But um, if you don't have that, then you need a number one. Or you can also go with option C and carry three goalies and see if one of them gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> but I I've never was, seen it work. I've never. I knew there was a dagger coming. I knew when we started talking goalies, <laughs> I know, something was, was coming was, to us. He was. He was teaming up. So, anyways, Vancouver is obviously the big surprise to finish. PD's question, and then well, who else? As... Who else is a bigger uh, big surprise? Whether it's good or bad, Vancouver is to me clearly the the most surprise out of the West. I mean, for them to be in first place, I know they have some good hockey players, but they were failing last year as a hockey team. Now they're in first place in the National Hockey League. Super surprised, mm-hmm. but give me someone else. Give me someone else in the West. Or well, is there... to me, it's 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 just like it's just like the East and Philly. It's the Winnipeg Jets. I, I did not think the Jets were going to be even I, in the I playoffs the, this year. I didn't think Winnipeg would be as low as Philadelphia. I yeah. thought they were going to be in the middle of the. But pack what are what are their deal. strengths? Why are they doing so well? Like, oh, let their, me check. Do they have a number one goaltender? I don't know. Do they? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, here's the thing about the number one. Last goalie. time nobody, I checked, nobody... though, I don't think you wanted to trade for Hellback when I mentioned that in the summer. Yeah, good one. Good one. I mentioned that 50 times that I wanted to trade for him. <laughs> Petey? Uh, I think it was after Thomas brought it up. I No, no, no. Listen, Thomas <laughs> is clearly the one who brought it up. And that was that was back like really early. Like we're talking in June, right? Where yeah. you had brought it up and kind of said, you know, the Sabres should be looking at a goaltender like Hellbuck because he is going to hit the market. And we had talked about Connor Hellbuck clearly being one of the top three goaltenders in the National Hockey League. And what does a team like Buffalo need more than anybody is a number one elite goaltender. We had one. And I we and we one. even he brought up at Northeastern last year. And we even brought up trading Devin Levi. And people lost their marbles. Not paying, they lost not paying Hellebuck that much. He's washed up. He's done. He's not as good as everybody thinks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, anyway. Keep going. Keep going. Well, Who b- else? Biggest thing is, is to me, right, especially when you have a young, immature group, you, the number one goaltender really helps you grow to that next level. I mean, I, I look, look at the New Jersey Devils. They're no different. Big expectations there, especially after last year, right? Moving out around one, everyone's like, oh, they're coming. That's a Stanley Cup team. 
Well, where's that team this year? Did they did they get worse? I think they lost a couple D, which I liked last year. But the one position that they didn't improve in is what? Goaltending. It's tough. It's tough to get to the next level with a with a team that's young, good, quick. To get to that next level, to get confidence, to have your young D, your forwards realize how to play the game the right way over an 82 games, there's going to be mistakes made, but then you need someone to bail you out. Craig, it sounded like you were looking for another answer other than Winnipeg. Um, I was not, and I'm going to tell you why. I, I think when you look at the West, the biggest surprise by far is the Vancouver Canucks. And then you, as you go down the list, Colorado, Dallas, um, Vegas are in the top five. Edmonton now has taken their head out, and they're on a 16 game heater. They're one of the, they're, mm-hmm. they are the best team in the, in the, in the National Hockey League right now. Um, that's not a surprise. It's not a surprise to see the. You're LA not King. surprised that Edmonton is where they are with where where they were when they fired their coach. You're not surprised. No, I am. Yeah, but, surprised. but we're talking. What I'm before saying is, the I'm started. okay. Expectations. I'm saying, exactly. Okay. Expectations. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not surprised. Me personally, with them signing Hellbuck, when them signing uh, Shifley and guys like that, and and the trade that they made for Pierre Luc Dubois, I think has helped the hockey team in general. So I'm not surprised that Winnipeg's where they're at. St. Louis, they're they're a transition middle of the pack team that, you know, is might make the playoffs, might not. Same with the Nashville Predators. Seattle's come down to planet Earth. Arizona started in a good position, but have fallen off. Calgary Flames suck. Mi- Minnesota Wild, not good. I mean, all the teams fit. I think the only one in the West is Vancouver. My opinion, I agree with Vanner in the East. Florida Panthers, they're second in the East right now. And they're a really fun team to watch. They're the most fun team to watch in the entire league. They have goal scoring that is just, you know, with Sam Reinhardt, 37 goals. Vanner, is he going to score 50? 50? He's going to get 60. Yeah, I mean... How about this guy in a contract year? Like, what do you sign this guy for? It is incredible what he's doing um, for the Florida Panthers. Um, and it, moving it's on, incredible. But we we had this conversation, and it's not going to be more. It's not going to be more than nine nine and a half. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's, Florida internally, I'm sure, has a number set. What do you think the number is? What do you think a clear number? that makes sense not only for the player, not only for Sam Reinhart, because I'm going to tell you this. I don't think Sam Reinhart wants to leave Miami. It is li- it's not. like living in friggin' paradise. No, Man, you know, this guy's smart. He'll take nine, eight times nine. I know nine. What's the other half million? What, what is it? He's going to save that. He's going to save that on his taxes. That he Here's the thing. To me, it's an eight-year deal at nine and nine and a half, and it has to include a no move. That's it. That's it. Right? That's I would it. what I would be dealing with if I was Sam Reinhardt is in that contract because if Sam Reinhardt goes to the open market, he's going to get eleven and a half million dollars. Tell me why he wouldn't why he's going to get a dime less than William Nylander. Right? Sam Reinhardt has scored an insane amount of goals. He scored 33 last year, 31 the year before. He has put up a lot of points and has done very well for himself. 
Sam Reinhart is going to get paid. It's now Sam Reinhart just cannot be the highest paid player on that team. No, he won't. He, he can't. You're going to have Barkoff making 10 and you're going to have uh, um, Bob Ross makes 10 making yeah. 10. So Sam is probably going to be around nine to nine and a half million, just like Vanner said. But where I think the contract is going to kick in in a big way is it's going to be bonus laden. They are going, the entire contract is going to be, you know, like Sam's like going to be making it's going to be a million like uh, Austin Matthews. Yes. Sam's going to be making a dollars and he's he'll going get, to be making yeah. some ungodly amount of money for the first four years yeah, of he'll that. Get, he'll get 30 million in the first three years of bonuses. 30? No. He'll be, he'll be making, if they do this right no. for Sam Reiner, he'll be making $13 million a year in bonus. Okay. It so will be ungodly. Why was that 10 million? You're, you're well over 13 million. I mean, fuck. $40 million, you know, plus that he'll be in bonus in the first three years. And I would load, load that whole, that whole deal is going to be bonus laden. Now, it's, can I ask you a question about Sam? Vancouver's also very good right now. That's where he's from. Okay. He loves Vancouver. We know that. He spends yes. his summers there. I know Florida's a dream place to play because of the taxes, but we're talking about a guy who's going to make a fucking shit ton of money. Crazy. So why would why would he take a discount to play in Florida when he could go home and give an actual hometown discount on a team that actually has a very, very, very So what would he make in what would he make in uh, Vancouver? Because I'm gonna tell you, Petey, you are you're hitting a nail right on the top of the head. I'll tell you, they he, he he's not taking a play. discount. Like I'm if Vancouver was dog shit, yes. I'd be saying he's staying in Florida. What is what are they gonna offer him? What would they offer him to make this make this uh a deal? Well, it, I mean, I don't know. I I can't get into that. Because number because one, he'd have to sign Thomas, if he's Thomas, an unrestricted if, free if, if Vancouver has no if, you, if if Vancouver goes after a Sam Reinhardt, that means they're trading Patterson because they don't have money to sign him. They're not doing that. Again, what is what is Pedersen going to make? Pedersen is absolutely going to be. He's not taking 11... a dime less than what Nylander got. That's right. Like I mean, you you have a you have a player that has a hundred points. What twice? Well, you got Myers coming off the books at six. Then you're gonna have to pay Ronick. You got Zadorov coming off. Yeah, but they're. They're you gonna probably want to sign Zadorov. Yeah, you're gonna want to bring these guys back. They, yeah, they may not have any room for him. That's no, no chance. Shit. Okay, so he's not going there. Does can Florida afford him? They'll make room for him. Anyways, the other team though that I've been impressed in the West, Nashville. I mean, look what they did at the deadline last year. All they did was unload. Couple couple veteran signings, right? But again, why are they in a spot where they are tied for a, a wild card? Fifty four points. Yeah, it seems like um, any guesses again. Your favorite topic, Rivs. Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> no, he's been he's a great vet, right? Great for that room, obviously. But it's it's Zaros goaltending again gives them yeah. a chance on a nightly basis. 
this is a team that is going to win with guys that are very hard to play against. You know, the Colton, uh, what is it? Sissons or scissors or whatever. Uh, you know, the guys that they have on the team are, are definitely physical type players that, um, are, are just difficult to play against. I don't think they're highly skilled. No, but I, I think Andrew Burnett has done a fantastic job of that group of, of buying in, playing the right way. And, um, I mean, pretty impressive record for, I mean, the, the names you just said, those aren't household names, right? They don't have many household names on that team. So that, that tells you the structure, the way they're playing for each other um, is pretty good. It's All-Star Weekend, so don't forget your All-Star attorneys at Salino Law. If you've been hurt in a car crash or need a personal injury attorney, call the eights. 888-888-8888-888-888-888. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I think it's going to be interesting what Kevin Adams does with the Sabres moving forward. You know, if he's going to give opportunity to some older players that are on this hockey team currently right now, an opportunity to basically go... Um, to a contender. I think Zemgus Gergensen, for an example, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that would love to, to acquire a player like him for a playoff run. You know, Kyluk Poso, um, Eric Johnson, these are older players. Do, do any of them have a no move? I would assume Johnson has one. I would assume Poso has one. I don't Johnson, know about does Gergensen. not have a no movement clause. Uh, Gergensen has nothing. Johnson has no nothing really. Nothing. Yeah. Wow, that surprises me because an older guy on a one year deal. No, because I think there was probably a there was probably a discussion. Right? There was probably a discussion with Kevin Adams saying, "Listen, we really need your leadership more in the locker room than on the ice." Right? I mean, we need we need good people around these young players. Right. And I don't think that Eric Johnson went there with Kevin Adams knowing him. I don't think he needed uh, a no movement clause. If he didn't want to be moved, Kevin wouldn't move him. If he wants to be moved and have an opportunity to to play for a Stanley Cup as as a piece to a, a top end team, then I think Kevin would grant him that. That's just right. the communication of 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 being a, a GM and, and the way that I think Kevin handles his players, he honors, you know, th those types of things. So you, I think you could see some, some, uh, some of the older players kind of move on and have an opportunity to, to, to win a Stanley cup on, on a top end team. And then it's like, what do you do to start to build and continue to build for the future? 
only time will tell. We'll see what happens uh, in the next uh, in the next month. It uh, it'll be when's fun the trade to, deadline? Uh, when's the watch. trade deadline this year? Do we know? Probably um, early March, I would assume. Yeah, March eighth. I don't even want to have these talks about what Kevin Adams should do because I don't. This team could be in two completely different spots by the end of February. Yeah, with the month they have coming up, they could and be what, three points out of a wild card. They could be three points out of a wild card spot, or Ottawa could be ahead of them because Ottawa has so many games in hand. Well, they only have three games in hand. Uh, okay, now on, they do. But as of last night, they had four and they won last night. Yeah. So, I don't. Th- here's the thing: I don't think the Sabers are going to make the playoffs. I think it's very clear. I didn't say they're going to make the playoffs, but they can at least try to make the rest of the season look somewhat respectable based off the expectations that they made us have because of how they finished last year. All these signings, let's renew the coach, let's do all this and get everyone excited for the season. You know, don't lay an egg the entire way is all I'm saying. One other surprise I'll I'll bring up from this season so far coming into the All-Star break. A major, major drop-off that I did not see coming in Alex Ovechkin's goal totals. He's on pace for less than 20 this year, okay? Everything's gone whisper quiet. Guy broke uh, Gordie Howe last year. Now it's just, you know, we knew we had a couple years until it was going to be time to put some eyes on Gretzky. But this guy could get under 20 this year. Now that's adding a whole other year to this goal record. Because I we had him pegged for mid-30s to mid-40s. I think I, I think I might have even been on the record of saying like I'll give him twenty eight this year. Has he been hurt? Is there an issue that he's struggling through? Um yeah, maybe it didn't work out in the off season. Might have taken an off season off. Well you say, you you laugh at that and and you know I found when I was getting older it became harder and harder to work out. And it was largely because I had kids, other responsibilities, um, and wasn't completely this young buck that my entire existence was just about playing in the NHL and, and working out. And I'm not saying that I, I worked out less. I just, it was just harder to do it. And Alex Ovechkin has been in the league a very, very, very long time. And he's always been one that has um, had success offensively. It's just very surprising with what we're witnessing right now to see a player of his stature be at nine goals because he has always, for his entire career, been a guy that has been the top of the the charts goal goal scoring-wise. Yeah, I don't know. To, to me, it's it's... Obviously, he knows how to score. Greatest goal scorer that I've ever seen. To me, it's it's there has to be an issue somewhere. There, there's no way because his skating looks. I mean, labored, labored, whatever you want to call it. It's not the same. He he's a powerful, powerful skater that has no power right now. So, would it be shocking to hear and and and? Three months when the season is over, that he has a, a hip tear or a labrum tear or something like that. 
I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. As of right now, I mean, I haven't heard anything that he's hurt or he's playing hurt or, you know, they don't announce those things. Hmm. 63 goals. 63 goals away, Vanner. 38 years old. I still find it hard to believe that he is not going to play as long as possible to get this to get this record. I mean, and and if you would have asked me after last season, I'm like, a hundred percent, he's breaking it. it. It wasn't even a question to me. But now the way, like I said, to to me, it's it's not. Is their team great? No, I think that they actually. That's another team that's playing better than I thought, and not that they're playing great. But uh, I don't know. To, to me, his skating, he it doesn't look like he can get open anymore. So that will be the the tell after the season. Is he injured, or was it just a year where he completely lost it? Well, I, I will say this: Yarmir Yager. At the age of 39, scored 19 goals that year. Yarmir Yager, uh, at the age of 40, scored 32 goals. At the age of 41, he scored 24. At the age of 42, he scored 34 goals. Then he went to 27 goals at the age of 43, 16 goals at the age of 44. This is the only reason why I feel that Alex Ovechkin is going to break this. Because at some point in time, someone's going to go to him and say, you're going to have to dig down in your training and everything else to basically do something that no other person in the history of the game has ever done. And you either have to buy into it or this is going to be a long road. I, I think, think I, I, I see. I, I don't think it has anything to do with training. You you think he didn't train this summer. I don't think he trained basically maybe as hard as what, um, as hard as what you think. That's just my opinion. You know, I think that uh, there's training and then there's proper training. But even if you didn't train as hard, I mean, you're how many months into the season now? You would have been in, even if you didn't come in October in great shape, by now you should be in great shape. Yeah. And showing signs that you're finding your legs back. I mean, this is four months into the season. So that's why I'm saying I don't think it's the training. I think. You think it's just the team in general? I No, it's not the team in general. I mean. You can score goals on shitty teams. There's nothing to do, you know. Then what is it? That's what I'm saying. I wonder if it's an injury or if he's just old, like us. Men- like mentally fried? Nah, mentally, no. Nah, I, don't, I don't think mentally is. It, he's uh, he's not that type of, you know, that's a Sidney Crosby who is, you know, mentally. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe he just, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he's just too into being a dad now. Maybe the record does. Do you think the record really matters to him? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh yes, absolutely God. does. Oh I my mean, God, yes. And, I, I, and, and I, I, if I he, truly and believe if his the brain is, is not there. I'm telling you, if his brain is not there, and you're saying that it's kind of like 
you know, wishy-washy, spending more time with his kids or something like that, someone is going to go to him and say, Alex, this is bigger than you can imagine. It's going to be tough to get there, but you've got to put the work in to get there. Someone's going to tell them that guaranteed. Like right now, what we're seeing, like the last number of years for uh, Alex Ovechkin, 49 goals, 51 goals, 48 goals, 24 goals in 45 games, 50 goals, 42 goals last year. And this year he has nine. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I believe you, you don't just lose passion. You don't just lose score and touch. You you don't just, that, that doesn't go away to me. There has, there is an issue somewhere that it makes them difficult of skating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still watching. Uh, I've been watching this for, I don't know how many years now, AP, like we've been doing the, the Alex Ovechkin watch for probably six or seven years now. Um, cause I'm in infasc- I'm infatuated with this guy with, with how many goals he has scored in his career playing against these goaltenders of today is just mind blowing. They're, they're, that could machines. be another reason too. Why, uh, why he's not scoring. Maybe just goaltenders are getting better and better. And they're so good. Ah, uh, see, I, I don't. I, I'm not saying that scoring is easier now than when we played, but there's a lot more scoring chances right now. So but isn't he, isn't he becoming a little more predictable with how he scores his goals because of his age? I mean, we all know where he's going to be on the power play. It's not like they're going to change that up and be like, okay, hey, if you want to be more effective on the power play, we're going to, you do that with a guy like Austin Matthews who can score from anywhere. Ovechkin well, here's like a guy that's, that's, you know, I mean, we're talking about a goal record. I think he's legit. He's got a chance to, to break this 10 years from now. Maybe even sooner. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. What is he at? 40? He's at 40. And uh, he has on his career. I don't know who's pulling him up. Well, I saw he just hit 600 points the other night. Yeah. So three hundred thirty-nine goals already. Yeah. Three hundred and thirty-nine goals in five hundred and twenty-seven games. Yeah, he's missed a lot of games too. Yes, he has. He is incredible. I know. He's the purest goal scorer, even more so than Ovi because of the different ways he can score. Well, he's he's a different talent, right? Ovi was more of a pure power forward that just yes. He was so big, so strong, so aggressive on the puck. His shot was insane. Austin Matthews is a completely different talent. Like, I mean, he is for six foot three, 215 pounds. He's he's like a wizard on skates. He's so delicate and, and his, and his shot release is arguably one of the best in, in the entire history of the game. I just, this comes down to, you look at 339 goals for Austin Matthews in 527 games. And this all comes down to being able to score at an ungodly pace when you're, when you're older, right? Yeah, no, for sure. He'll get another 20 this year, Matthews. He's going to get 20 more. He'll hit 60 this year. So that'll put him at, that'll put him at. 359 let's give him 21 more goals 360 goals to end the year he'll be over 400 goals next year before he gets to 600 games how old is he 26 26? 
He turns 27 in September. Okay. I mean, so that's, I mean, when we're talking prime, right? He's hitting that right now. He's got about four years here because of the goal situation that he could probably hit 60 straight. Yeah, I would have to agree. I was going to say the next five years, it's 50 plus. Okay. Right. So that's, that's, that's starting next year. So, so how many goals is he going to have by the age of 30? Let's do that. So he's going to finish this year off at 360 because he's going to score 21 more goals. Mm -hmm. Then he's going to have 27, 28, 29, and 30. So four more years after that, let's give him. Well, 27, 28, 29. That's really three seasons because. Okay, let's do three seasons. Yeah. We'll we'll give him 200 goals. No, that's too much. Two hundred goals. Hundred. That's okay. That, you don't think he's let's give hit, him? Wait, let's wait, wait. You don't 50. think he'll hit seventy one year? Yeah, but it, I don't think so. I, 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 as a, I always say fifty is a number. Yeah, anything above a lot 50, of goals. It's it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's it's those are cookies, right? Like if you can finish the year at sixty five, that's a bonus. But to me, the number is fifty every year. And if he has a exceptionally well Rive year, then it's maybe sixty-five plus. So let's just give him fifty for the next. Um, after this year's done, he's at yeah. three sixty. Then you give him fifty goals a year for the next three years, which could be sixty goals. Who knows? Yep, he's going to be at five hundred and ten goals. So he still has three hundred and eighty goal, eighty-four <laughs> goals to go. Okay, but he's going to be starting at 30 years old. So if he goes, yeah, 30, but that's that's a third, that's 32, 10 years, that's 10 years of 38 goals, 35, 36, 37. So just give him eight years, eight years at 30 goals a year. That's 200. Do it. Ah, he's got to have more than that 40 goals a year. Can he well, not score 40 goals? But you just well, said it, he needs 380 at age 30. That's 10 years of 38 goals. Until he's 40, Looking right? Looking at Austin Matthews' yeah. face. I, I've never seen a guy whose jaw is wider than the top of his head. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have, All I know. I have one, one person in the world. One person in the world. Quagmire. <laughs> 150, and then you go 10 years at 40 goals. Like he, I mean, if he scores 40 goals for 10 years in a row and hits 40 years old, he's going to surpass it. But it's like <laughs> I can't do this math. I quit. Here, here's Matthews right here. I quit. Yeah, it is. It's uh it's almost like he broke his jaw and it's wired shut and it's all swollen. But in both places, like both sides. Okay, man. Great stuff, man. That's it for after the whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Thanks for listening. <laughs>